Welcome to Inside the Pages, presented by Cornerstone Apostolic Church, located at 524 East Pasadena Street in the city of Pomona, California. This is Pastor Carl Henderson. Our Sunday praise and worship begins at 9 a.m., Tuesday Bible study 7 p.m., Thursday men focus at 6 p.m., and on Saturdays, at 11.30 p.m., you'll find us on KKLA.com or 99.5 on your radio dial. We believe the Bible is the word of God. Therefore, we are faithful. We are bold. We believe the best way to face opposition is by obedience to the word of God. I want to encourage you to join in with us on, uh, on Thursdays for our discussion group at 6 p.m. It is a discussion, so you can join in and ask questions or give testimony. Talk to us about whatever it is to be talked about. You know, we usually present a topic at that time, but, you know, it is open forum. It's open forum, and others have joined in and listened, and, and, and we've had dialect, you know, and so certainly we want to invite you. That's Men Focus at 6 p.m., and, uh, let me just remind you, since I'm doing that on, on Tuesdays at 7 p.m. is our, uh, we're in the book of Genesis. If, and so if you want a better understanding of the book of Genesis, then I want you to join in with us on that day. And that's at 7 p.m. on Tuesday. You know, here in the States, the U.S., um, they're going to be tomorrow July 4th is a holiday, so businesses will be closed. And um, and I'm actually going to be traveling on Tuesday. I'll be out traveling. And so um, we will not, uh, we will not, I, I won't, at 7 p.m., uh, I'll be yet on uh, in my travel. So, you know, certainly want to be faithful unto God and, um, you know, and, and, go over his word. As I said, we're in the book of Genesis. And so I want you to be faithful to reading God's word because no matter who is speaking, you need to get in the word of God, have your own personal devotion. Because what I found out is that when you spend time with God, he spends time with you. You could be reading or even having a conversation about, uh, about the Lord and how good he is or you know, and, and talking about something that you may not even, that you may not fully understand. And because you have been seeking him, the Lord will give an answer through his word. Uh, the speaker get up and start talking. The next thing you know, there's an answer that, that you are looking for. And so let's hold on to the word of God. We're going to go before the Lord in a word of prayer and then our opening scripture, uh, which will be followed with uh Prayer again as we begin, uh, as we have communion. And so, Father, in the name of Jesus, thank you, Lord God, for your goodness and grace. We just want to thank you, Lord, for this opportunity, for waking us up this morning, blessing us to see a day that was not promised to us. Lord God, we honor you for your kindness. We honor you for your grace. Lord God, for all that you have done for us. You've given us a reasonable portion of health, Lord God, and a mind that we can call upon you, Lord, that we can seek you as our Lord and Savior. We seek you, Lord God, of 
for who you are, not for things, Lord God, but for uh, a relationship, to nurture the relationship with you. Y'all need to be praying. Mighty God, bless you, Lord Jesus. And so, Lord God, we thank you, Lord. We thank you, Lord. We thank you. We thank you for your kindness, Lord. We know your anointing is what destroys the yoke, Lord God. And so we're seeking your anointing. We're seeking you, Lord, for your word and for your deliverance, Lord God, among your people and those that will be listening later. Lord, thank you, Lord, Lord Jesus. And we ask, Lord, that you remember the bereaved family, those that are, have suffered loss, Lord God, that we're aware of, and Lord God, and those that are, are dealing with sicknesses, Lord Jesus, that you would bless them, that you would comfort them, Lord, in the name of Jesus. Lord, we'll give your name and praise, and we'll give you glory. In Jesus' name, amen. Oh, give thanks unto the Lord, for he is good, and is for his mercy endureth forever. Oh, give thanks to the God of gods, for his mercy endureth forever. Oh, give thanks unto the Lord of lords, for his mercy endureth forever. To him who alone doeth great work, wonders, for his mercy endureth forever. And the Bible says, and they continued daily with one accord in the temple, breaking bread from house to house, did eat their meat with gladness and singleness of heart, praising God and having favor with all the people. And the Lord added to the church daily such as should be saved. May the Lord add a blessing to the reading and the hearers of the word. Thank you, Jesus. You know, I just want to thank God for his kindness, for and what the Lord is doing. Uh, we're preparing for something great here, and we're looking for the Lord and, and certainly soliciting your prayers as we are moving forward and expanding uh, a work unto the Lord. And so, uh, and so, you know, I'm excited about that excited about, you know, and there's always opposition in what you do. You know, you're going to, when anytime you're moving to do something for the Lord, you're going to deal with, with things and, you know, you're going to deal with some areas that you don't understand. You're going to deal with areas that you do understand. And so, you know, you're going to deal with people and, and, and you know, you're going to have to deal with yourself. <laughs> and so, but we just thank God for uh, an opportunity. You know, it is a privilege it's a privilege to be able to stand and to do something for the Lord. I'm, I'm, I'm humble. That's the word for it. I'm humble by what God is doing and just really in rejoicing. And I, I'm yet in awe. My mouth is yet hanging open. I'm astonished at, the, at God and what he has done through this, this heal, this mountain of of dirt and you know clay water you know mud this this that we call a body and so at this time we're going to you know it's important that we seek god it's important that, that to seek him and I, I want to really stress that more and more and more because the bible said that he filled the apostles again with the holy ghost so 
you know, you need to you know, be in touch with God. All of us. It doesn't matter who you are, what title you have, what position you hold, you know, and how long you've been having it. Listen, if you can't humble yourself in the presence of God, something is wrong. Something is wrong with that picture. And so at this time, we can like, we're going to seek, we're going to take some time to seek the Lord. And, and right after, uh, then we're going to go and have, we're going to have communion and we're going to go into the word of God. And so with that being said, you know, that the altar is for our praise and sacrifice. The altar is for everyone. We can come boldly to the throne of grace. And you ought to revive me, Lord. Revive me. We all need reviving. And so it's nothing wrong with asking the Lord to revive you. If you haven't felt the spirit of God move and quit and quicken your mortal body or, you know, quicken a praise out of you, because the Bible said out of your belly shall flow rivers of living water. If there hasn't been a flow, then what's wrong? What is what is blocking it? What dam has been built to stop the flow of praise, to stop the flow of the spirit of God from speaking out of you? And so while, while we're yet listening, while this praise is going on, I want you to call upon the Lord. Call upon him. The Bible said, whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. And I'm going to call upon him too because I want to be saved.
belly. Y'all will call upon him. Bless you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Come on and open up to your God. Open up to your Lord and Savior. Thank you, Jesus. Don't bury your praise. Bless your Lord God. But give God the glory and honor. Let him hear your voice. Let him feel you. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus.
Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Keep calling them. Keep calling them. Bless your Lord God. Thank you, Jesus. 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 Mighty God. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Bless your name, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. That's what we need. We need breakthroughs. Thank you, Jesus. Mighty God. It's not enough to go through the motion of things. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. Bless your Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Mighty God. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Mighty God. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. 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 Mighty God. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. Yes. Let him have his way. Let the Lord have his way. Let him have his way. It's his service. It's all about him. Hallelujah. Bless your name, Jesus. Let him have his way. Let him direct the service. Let him be in charge of your temple. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Mighty God. 
Thank you, Jesus. Sometimes the very word that you're looking for is in the prayer. Ah, hey, glory. Bless your Lord God. It's in the prayer. It could be in the praise. He inhabits the praises of his people. You got to get to where God wants to be at. Thank you, Jesus. Where does he want to meet you at? What is he looking for? What is the crossroad? Bless your Lord. Theology is good for all of us. Mighty God. Bless you, Jesus. Service. Thank you, Jesus. But you ought to light the fire right Hallelujah. now. Thank you, Jesus. 
You ought to get the, the fire lit. Don't wait till you arrive at your destination. But light the fire right now. When Abraham went to, uh, to offer sacrifice, him and Isaac were on their way. The fire was already lit. Bless you, Lord Jesus. Bless you, Lord. Mighty God. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Mighty God, bless your Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. 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 Yes, Lord. Lord, we're saying yes to your will. Thank you, Jesus. Yes to your way. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Have your way, Lord. Have your way. Have your way, Jesus. Thank you, 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 Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Bless your name, Jesus. Thank you, 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 Lord. Thank you, Jesus. 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 Thank you for Thank you, Jesus. joining Thank the you, online Jesus. worship service this morning. Thank you, Jesus. Today Thank is you, July 3rd, 2022. If you're looking for a church home, Thank growth, you, and ministry, Thank I want to invite you to join us for service. Become part, not just a spectator, but a participator in what the Lord has to do. Mighty God. Thank you, Jesus. Mighty God, bless you, Lord Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Thank you. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. You know, whatever the Lord does, He does it well. Thank you, Lord. He does it well. Bless your name, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. The altar is still open. We're not stopping from praising the Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Mighty God. Thank you, Jesus. He does all things well. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. All things. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Whatever you need. Thank you, Jesus. He's got it. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. He's got it. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. He said, if you hunger and thirst for righteousness, thank you, Lord. You'll be filled. Thank you, Jesus. You got to give God something to work with. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Give him something to work with. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. 
Thank you, Lord. Lord, we bless you, Lord. Bless your name, Savior. We bless your name. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. 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 Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. 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 Lord Jesus, to call upon you and to seek your face, Lord. Lord Jesus, and how you change the atmosphere. How you inhabit the praises of your people. We thank you, Lord. We just honor you, Lord God, for Lord Jesus, for hearing our cry. We thank you, Lord. Lord, and we just pray and ask that you would bless each one that is under the sound of my voice. Each one that is listening, Lord Jesus, those that are calling upon you, Lord, Lord, as we continue to call upon you, Lord God, you know the needs to be met. We ask these blessings in Jesus' name. Amen. Bless you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. You know, I was walking through the house and I was thinking about the Lord. And I was just imagining for a moment that if I was standing in his presence, what would I say to him? And the thought immediately was, you do all things well. You do all things well. The Lord does all things well. The term well means it is good. It means all conditions have been met. Oh, thank you, Lord. You, you know, as Peter was speaking the word in Cornelius' house, the Holy Ghost fell. Because their mind was in the right place. They were in the right position to receive what God had for them. Well means it is good. All conditions are met. You know, there was a woman I read about, and there was also a woman that I knew for myself. And they said, all is well. Both of these women was experiencing a experiencing something detrimental. Both of these women were one was the Shunammite woman. Her son had that had been prophesied that she would have a son, and and he died. He said, "Oh my head!" And they placed him in the room that was reserved for the prophet. And the mom went to get him, and as she arrived, the servant met her and asked her, "Is it well?" And she answered, "All is well." In spite of the fact she knew the condition of her son, she said, all is well. Now, my godmother, my godmother had a brain aneurysm. Before the doctors figured it out, the saints was praying, Lord, show the doctors what the problem is. And, but when you would talk with her, she would say, all is well. 
God guided the doctor to the issue. And after the operation, she was still saying all is well. She never stopped saying all is well. Both of these women had uh, understood something that you and I need to understand. He does all things well. In spite of what it might look like. They didn't look at the situation or listen to any other of the emotional reports. Many of our reports are emotional. They're based upon emotions, not a rational or compared, comparing to the word of God is emotional responses. There are some outside influences that we may listen to or, or even some visual reports because the because there is an x-ray or, or something, a diagram or something, some sort that is visual that, but instead of looking at that, they said all is well. They looked at the one who knew how to handle the inconceivable and the impossible. He does all things well. In the Gospel of Mark, the seventh chapter, I'm going to read a few verses here. We end at the first verse. It says, the Pharisees and certain of the scribes which came from Jerusalem, uh, these were some religious folks, a self-righteous group of people. These people knew rituals. You ought to be afraid of rituals, and, and you'll understand why in just a moment. They knew the scriptures. They knew the letter of the law. There are many that can quote the scriptures. They know the letter of the law, but there's no spirit behind what they know. They had the ceremonial portions of going to church. Let's just go here with it. Arriving at service and what to do. They knew how to sing a song. When the music reached a certain peak, they knew how to clap their hands and they knew how to play the tambourines and, you know, and when the organist uh, uh, got into himself and, uh, you know, then everybody would jump up and dance. They had the ceremony down, but there was no spirit behind what they had, no anointing. The Bible says the anointing is what destroys the yoke, not the showcasing that goes on in some places. This or these are what I would call church folks. There are church folks. Timothy, the second chapter or the second book of Timothy, about the third chapter, provides this description. It said that they would be uh, heady, high-minded, traitors, lovers of pleasures more than lovers of God. Ooh, didn't we have a good time in service? <clears throat> 
Didn't we shout? I've heard some ministers and people make references. <coughs> they made references of, man, we, we preached and the people were so excited. And, you know, and, and the, the emphasis is on what we did. We, we, I, I. Instead of the Lord, the Lord. They have a form of godliness. Let me let me back up a moment here. The lovers of pleasure. And some people will say, well, I don't love to play. You know, I, I stay away from, from certain, watching certain things, listening to certain things. You know, I'm, I'm not involved in those things. But yet they're, the scribes and Pharisees were lover of pleasures. Because Jesus talked about how they love the praise of people. And that was a pleasure. Or in the marketplace, when they go in high rabbi, you know, people acknowledging them, people looking up to them, you know, and that looking up and acknowledging them, then that lets the person next to them know that that's somebody. Mighty God. Having a form of godliness, but denying the power thereof. Church folks. Church folks have a form of godliness. You don't want to have a form of godliness. It's, it's easy to slip into that, and, and we may not get through all that I have here, and if not, then the Lord say the same. We'll finish it up in a, in a part two. But you don't want to slip into a form of godliness. I got it down been here at a certain time. I know what I need to do, you know, but it's, but there's no stirring in my spirit that I need more than to just be here at the time and to go through the things that I need to do, whatever it is that I need to do. I don't want to have a form of godliness and deny the power that is necessary to bring about complete deliverance. Now, deliverance is a process, but there are some things that happen instantly. So though for those that say, well, uh, God is not done with me yet, he's still working on me, there are some things that happen instantly. I have my own testimony to that. I know what happened instantly in my life. I know what cravings left instantly when I was baptized in Jesus name for the remission of sin. When I came, the craving for what I had was gone. There was a man in the temple who had a withered hand. And the scribes and Pharisees and the said all of those that was present, whatever sect they were of, including church folks. Watch to see what Jesus would do. And he healed the man on the Sabbath day. It didn't say that the man's hand was withered and dried up, that as he went along the way that his hand started to receive moisture and, and started to unwither. It happened in that moment. So there are deliverances that happen in the moment. You don't want a form of godliness. 
For of this sort are they which creep into houses. Those that have a form of godliness creep into houses. Nasty booger. And lead captivity captive. Excuse me. Lead silly women captive. There's another scripture. <laughs> lead them captive laden with sin. Not just women, but men too. Led away with divers lusts, fulfilling their their fantasies, their physical, their mental, emotional, uh, the lust that has been allowed to grow in them that they've been waiting to get out. Ever learning and never able to come into the knowledge of the truth. You don't want to find yourself in a perpetual situation of learning, ever learning never able to come into the knowledge of the truth. Well, when they saw some of the disciples eat bread, they, they, they were looking. They said to Jesus, they didn't wash their hands. They found fault in him. For the Pharisees and the, all the Jews, except they wash their hands often, eat not, holding the traditions of the elders. And when they had come from the market, uh, except they washed, they didn't eat. And many other things there be, which they had have received to hold as the washing of cups and pots and brazen vessels and, and the tables. And so if they didn't go through this ritual of doing these things, washing their hands and, uh, you know, and then washing the, the pots and just constantly, this constant cleaning as uh, some would call it disorder. Then they had a problem. They said, no, we're supposed to do this after everything. They found fault. You have those that are looking. They have been looking at Jesus and his disciples, and they were waiting for an opportunity, looking, searching. Any reason would do, even this small reason. They have dirty hands, meaning they were, they were not like us. We washed our hands. They didn't wash their hands, and yet they're eating food. They're, they're not following the religious order that we're following. Many will talk about breaking organizational ties and traditions and at the same time continue practicing them. There are a lot of traditions, a lot of different things that are not of the Bible. They were established by men. They were established in, and I'm talking about organizations where people have established things and, you know, and, and, and made certain rules and in order to govern and uh, bring people into submission and, uh, and follow this hierarchy, which is not, uh, which you won't find in the Bible. I'm talking about those that do that. And you have those that say, well, you know, uh, we're, we're not going to follow that. We understand that uh, that there is, that has no salvational benefit. If you part of an organization and you like that, that's fine. I'm not against organizing. I'm just saying that when it comes down to following tradition of an organization instead of following the word of God, then things are out of order. We're not going to practice that tradition is what I've heard some say. And, and so, but yet at the same time, if you don't dress like us, then you're not saved. Ladies, 
you better not put no pants on. You're not saved if you got on some pants. Officer Felicia, you're not saved. Officer Felicia is a peacemaker. Blessed are the peacemakers. She's holding up the peace to bring order. She can't do it in a dress. She can't, uh, listen. If they don't act like us, then you're not saved. You gotta act like me in order to be saved. You know, as far as the tradition that I follow, this was their mindset. You don't dress like us, you're not saved. If you don't act like us, you're not saved. And at the same time, there was dissension among them. Describe the, 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 the Sadducees and the Pharisees and others. They did not agree with one another. They had division. Some believed in the resurrection of the dead. Others did not. Mighty God. Traditions have created mental emotional and as we see spiritual roadblocks to traditions have fattened the political pockets of religious leaders it fattened the pockets of the scribes and pharisees of the bc before christ and the ad anadome after christ do we have scribes and Pharisees today? Not by title, but in action? Yes. Then the Pharisees and the scribes asked him, why walk not thy disciples according to the traditions of the elders? They, they, they didn't wash their hands, man. Jesus pointed out to them that you, you guys are following this thing, but you're, all you're doing is honoring me with your lips. You're going through a lot of lip service. Lip service get old after a while. Who, who wants lip service? We don't want friends that give us lip service. You know, man, I'm with you. I'm with you. I, I'm, I'm with you. And when nine jump on you, I, I'll make 10. I'm with you until then. He said, but their heart is far from me. They worship in vain. They go through the motion of all these different things, but I'm not receiving that. I'm not having that. They lay aside the commandment of God that they might follow their own tradition. This is not a traditional place here. Making the word of God of none effect through their tradition. It's by following the traditions of men that God cannot operate. God cannot come and fill the house. Deliverance is not ushered in, but you stay in bondage. Mighty God, bless your Lord. Don't think that because there's a massive amount of people following large organizational beliefs that it's okay. Well, the majority is following. I've seen it for myself. I've read it on Instagram. I saw it on Facebook. I've seen the images on TikTok. And bless your Lord. So it must be okay. This is a world of polytheism.
doesn't make it right. Praying to the dead, the disfigured images, belief in Hogwarts and unicorns won't save you. An abundance of things don't fill emptiness. We try to fill emptiness with substance and substance abuse. So there, there's two substances. There is the ingredients of chemical and herbal uh, substance, and there is the substance of, of materialism that we will abuse in trying to, for, trying to fill the emptiness of, what, of how and what's going on with us. That's how we find ourselves caught up in all type of physical abuse. Okay? The Bible tells us that, that the scribes and Pharisees, they wanted to point the finger at Jesus and at his disciples. But at the same time, they were devouring the houses of widows. Mm -hmm. They would stand around and make long prayers, prolific prayers and you know, and uh, that, that they thought out very well to make it seem like they were very deep. Let me tell you something. Your prayer can be nothing more. And, and uh, if you just say, help me, Jesus. And you don't say nothing else. He knows the groans and the moans of our heart. We don't need a lot of words to pray. Sometimes we need to just sit down, kneel down, lay down, whatever position, and just shut our mouths and listen. Because when you call someone, do you call them and you talk and, give and say a thousand words and, and then hang up? You listen for a response. You're looking for a response, even from a listening ear, I want to know that you're at least listening to me. Scribes and Pharisees, they plagued the people. They took advantage of them with a form and a tradition. Well, excuse my vernacular, but they were stuck on stupid. Sometimes you run across those that are stuck in a box and they need rescuing. Crabs in a barrel, they need a lifeline. And so someone needs to throw them a lifesaver. I jokingly said that make sure it's a cherry flavor, but they need God like you and I. They need help, they need to be drawn out. Well, the Bible says, and now that's the background of what Jesus was dealing with. That's what he was up against as he was moving forth in ministry. And so the Bible says in that same chapter that a certain woman whose young daughter had an unclean spirit heard him and came and fell at his feet. She heard what Jesus was saying. She thought about what Jesus was saying have you thought about what the Lord is saying this morning 
Have you thought about what he said in Bible class or, you know, or last Sunday? Have you meditated? The Bible said that, that, that we, we meditate on his word. We should meditate on his word. Give some thought to what he has said. This mother recognized something was wrong with her child. She heard what Jesus said to the Pharisees. I believe that in her heart, she knew. And she said, I can't fix it. I can't fix it. But she heard Jesus and said, he can. There's something different about him. There's something different about what he has to say compared to what I've heard the, the scribes read in the, 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 the scripture and read from the Torah. And there's something different about him and what's happening with him and his disciples compared to the Pharisees who stand with these long prayers and but yet there is no result. Mighty God, bless your name, Jesus. She couldn't go to the temple because based upon the traditions, women were not welcome like today. Certainly the scribes and Pharisees were not of any help. If they passed her in the street and her daughter, nothing changed. You know, my mother had, my mother worked hard. She had four children, one girl, sugar and spice, everything nice, three boys, snips, nails, and puppy dog tails. I heard her weeping for us. I heard her sometimes just laying in closed doors when she, when I thought, or we would have thought she was asleep. I heard her weeping. The stress of life with no, was no nursery rhyme. Things that parents put up with, some of you single moms and single dads and the, the things that you deal with and you feel the pressure of it. And you may think within your heart of what you're dealing with, I can't fix it. I don't know what to do. Mm-hmm. But there is someone that can. She's not here today to give this testimony, but in her last days, she saw Jesus. She walked with him right into glory with a testimony. Now, that testimony is this. I, I was that wayward son, third child. Mm-hmm rebellious, usually a sign of wanting attention, self-sedated most of the time. I know that worried her, but you don't think about that when you're doing it. Mm -hmm. Doing nothing that I should have been doing that I easily angered. Is that right? There's a witness in the house. Violent, aggressive, and at the same time, very intelligent, smart. 
I recall my younger brother, even my older brother, my older brother, talking about my temperament and how out of control it was. But God took that waywardness, that rebellion, that the, the need that, that, that I had and uh, unlocked the intelligence and the different stuff that was locked up and took that aggressiveness and used it for his benefit. My godmother, my pastor said, I saw you moving, running for your life and with such a might by God. My mother saw the change. We were out one day having a discussion, me and her, we were going to the movies to, to have some me time. You know, if you haven't taken your parents out anywhere, you should. You ought to just spend some quality time, you know, and show appreciation. And so we were out. And when we got to our destination, it was so full and we couldn't, we couldn't get to what we wanted. You know, but we had an amazing conversation and she opened up and she began to talk to me about the Lord and, you know, and what she was told as a little girl. She said, I was told that if you just believe in God, you are all right. And I began to tell her about the word of God. And it would not have meant much if she had not saw a change. Well, I, I became sick. I was at home and I was I was sick. I was bedridden. I had bronchitis. That Sunday, after our conversation, she went to church and committed her life to the Lord. Got baptized and began to seek the Lord for the Holy Ghost. And you know, and I, the last I saw her, she was illuminated with the Shekinah glory of God. This was in '94. And by the end of the year, she made her exit with joy. Everyone that you would talk to said that she was joyous and, and walking with an expectation that she was about to leave here. Well, not only that, the change was so great, not because of what I've done, but because of what God has done. Today, my Oldest brother, he's an elder in the church. My sister is an evangelist in the church. My youngest brother is to be ordained a deacon in the church. Mighty God. God does all things well. The Bible says the woman was a Greek descendant. Syrophoenician. By, na by nation. And so she lived in that area of, of the Roman province of Syria. And she had a problem and wanted some help. Just like my, I can understand and relate to this woman and the help that she was looking for. If you have a problem, you need some help. And so she wanted Jesus to help her. Matthews 11, 28, 29 says, Come unto me, all ye that labor and are heavy laden, and I'll give you rest. Take my yoke 
upon you and learn of me. For I am meek and lowly in heart, and ye shall find rest unto your souls. There's something in her that moved her to Jesus. There was something and there's something in you that is drawing you to the Lord as well. Yeah, that's why you tuned in to you couldn't physically be, but you tuned in to the all because there's something drawing. She didn't look at her ethnicity. She didn't think about the traditions and religious leaders who would have become. She would have become discouraged. Because they were so self-righteous. I'm not one of the I don't know about others, but I understand what Paul was saying when he said that, that I'm chief. I've been chief among sinners. I've dibbled and dabbled. I've, I've had and God changed it around. He knocked me off my beast and onto my onto the ground. Bless your Lord. I, I immediately thought of a number of ways of, of saying that. But that's what he did. That's what he did. Sometimes you need to be knocked onto your butt. You need to be put into check. The scribes and Pharisees and Sat, they were suffering from a dreadful disease called comparisonitis. It's very deadly. It's a deadly disease. Don't, don't. When you find you see the symptoms of that, stay away from it. The Bible tells us that two men went up into the temple to pray. The one a Pharisee and the other a publican. The Pharisee stood and prayed within himself, God, I thank thee that I'm not like other men, extortioners, unjust, adulterers, even as this publican. I fast twice a week. I go to church. I give tithes and offerings of what I've have of my increase. Unlike that man standing there that, that's not clothed like me. He don't smell like me. He don't look like me. Mm -hmm. I've got this thing down and he don't. According to comparatives, not us. Symptoms of this dreadful disease is looking at others instead of looking at oneself. Being self-centered instead of Christ-centered. Comparing oneself to another person instead of comparing yourself to, to measure up to Christ Jesus. Forgetting about your deliverance. Got the rituals down to a T, but they don't. They clap off beat. She was not self-centered. She did not compare herself to anyone. I imagine she was like the publican who the Pharisee had talked about. Maybe she was an extortioner. Maybe she was unjust. Maybe she was an adulterer. But she understood God specialized and that he could do what no other power could do. By the time she got home, the devil was gone out of her daughter. That, that's the reason just to give, give him a wave, just to give him a praise. This woman had went to Jesus and, and by the time they had their discussion, by the time she communed with him, 
And when she got home, the devil was gone out of her daughter. Matter of fact, the Bible said that her daughter was laying on the bed. I don't know what she was doing in that moment, that day. You know, maybe she was sketching. Maybe she was drawing, etch a sketch. I don't know. But she was laying on the bed. Maybe by you seeking God today and asking him the day come that you go home and find your child laughing at whereas they would have been all to themselves, bottled all up, dealing with whatever rebellion and anger issue that they were having the turmoil that occurred in their life for whatever reason that you don't understand and you find them setting in their right mind. Maybe they'll even say, I found Jesus. Mom, dad, I, 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 I heard someone, I heard the message of the Lord and I accepted him as my savior. We're having a baptism, a ceremony, will you come? as I'm baptized for the remission of sin. That's what baptism is for, is for the remission of sin. It's not a celebration. It is for the remission of sin, and that's what the Bible says. He left the coast of Tyrean and, and sat on, and he came to the Sea of Galilee, and when he arrived there, they brought to him a young man that was deaf impediment of his speech he couldn't talk right and he took him aside from the multitude sometimes you have to move away from everybody else the bible said that he put his fingers in his ears and he spit and he touched his tongue and he sighed and he told him he said be opened and this young man's ears were opened and the string of his tongue was loose and he began to speak very plainly. I've heard testimonies of, I know a great woman singer right now, one of my friends of the family. Uh, she used to speak, she used to stutter, didn't speak very clear. And the, her pastor in that day put her as an announcer. She wondered why. I don't talk that clear. <coughs> she was concerned with her speech. Well, today she not only talks very plain and clear, but she also sings very well under the anointing and the power of God. Mm -hmm. What she did not understand in that moment, she understands very plain today. The Bible said they were astonished at Jesus. And they echoed the same intimates that I was echoing throughout the week. He have done all things well. He does all things well. There's not anything that God cannot and will not do. And whatever he does, he does it well. Bless your Lord Jesus. Those that was deaf, we were deaf. We couldn't hear and understand the things of godliness. 
until he opened our understanding. Likewise, the disciples, mighty God, they needed their understanding open. Things that they could not talk about until they had a good understanding. Today, there's clarity. Today, we can speak and talk about those things of God. Well, one of the things that we want to say is that he does all things well. Bless your Lord Jesus. Father, we thank you for your goodness and grace. We thank you for your love and mercy. We thank you for your kindness, Lord. We thank you for what you have done because you do all things well. Lord God, and we just want to echo that in our hearts. We echo that in the presence of those that are listening. Lord God, and we're going to continue to testify with every place we go, Lord God, and what you do that, that you do all things well. There's no stumbling and fumbling about what you do. You do it well. And we're here to say thank you, to appreciate you, Lord God, for what you have done and for that that you will be doing. In Jesus' name, amen. Mighty God. Friends, my prayer is that something has been said to encourage your heart. Thank you for joining us on this Sunday morning, this July 3rd. If you, again, if you're looking for a place of, of worship, place of growth and ministry, I want to invite you to join us here on Sundays at 9 a.m., Tuesdays at 7 p.m. You know, and as Lord is enlarging our borders, as we are preparing to move into uh, a guided direction, I want to invite you to be part of God's will. Amen. Be blessed. Those that are local, be careful. Holidays, continue to pray for us as we are uh, traveling uh, this week. And Lord, say the same. When we come back, we'll see what else God does well. Now may the grace of God and the sweet communion of the Holy Ghost rest, rule, and abide henceforth now and forevermore in Jesus' name.